0: Welcome to Kitchen Table: candid conversations about sex, relationships, and being human. I'm Brittany Policastro.
1: I'm Nick Anthony, and today we're talking to Nina Gray about the balance of self-love plus partnership love. Hello, Brittany. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're in a week where polyamory is feeling challenging
1: relationships internally and externally
0: what do you mean externally and internally what do you mean by that
1: for me it's a bit of just connecting with where I'm not burning bright so to speak Mm. I guess that's a good way of saying it that's a brand new thing in this moment
0: (laughs) where you're not burning bright
1: yeah and just like uh, connecting with that while also simultaneously trying to be kind and uh, patient with myself but also Mm. like come on man
0: (laughs) get it together. <laughs> Yeah. And I think just, you know, the thing about being in a polyamorous relationship is that there's many different people that are involved in that, right? Even mm-hmm. if you're like, you're not like directly involved. Mm-hmm. And so it is annoying when people are like, oh, are you polyamorous? Like I could never do that. That is frustrating to those of you that aren't polyamorous and say that. But <laughs> however... I do appreciate when people are like, I could barely handle one relationship. How do you handle more? To <laughs> those people, I say, touche. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I think we should be showing grace to both responses. I mean, in a way, the, the, the first response is also saying, it's kind of connecting with that, in, but like not in su- such an eloquent way, but it still is saying sure. that, that's not for me. Like, I couldn't do that.
0: I mean, yes, we could. I mean, I think all of it, like I think we should just all support each other in our choices. <laughs> Sure. And not let our first comments be like mm-hmm. negative ones.
1: That's the culture though.
0: Yeah, that's the culture. So we all have like different feelings and different trauma and different needs and all of that. And sometimes that overlaps, you know? Absolutely. And I think that's when things get interesting.
1: <laughs> very, very, interesting. Yes.
0: And so today uh, we're talking to Nina Gray, who is such a lovely human. <laughs> really excited for this. Mm-hmm. I talked to Nina, I don't even know if you remember this, I was, years ago, was writing a book about purpose, which I decided to scrap because mm-hmm. I decided to instead dive into the world of sex. <laughs> <laughs> we- <laughs> but we had a conversation and it never actually got to like, to do anything with it. And mm-hmm. so I'm really glad that we're here again to be able to connect because she has this, such lovely things to say about like everything.
1: Oh, my favorite kind of human. <laughs>
0: Okay, let's get to it. Welcome to Kitchen Table. I'm Brittany. I'm Nick. And today we are interviewing Nina Gray. So Nina is a creative artist using music, writing, and vocal expression to honor full spectrum love. So
2: love that. Uh uh Welcome, Nina. Thank you so much. Such a pleasure to be here.
1: So Nina. (laughs) That's that that like a, we're gonna get into it right away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna die straight I'm going <laughs> <so true. cute. laughs>
2: I'm here for it. Let's go.
1: How would you define full spectrum
2: love? Mm, full spectrum love from the most obvious, like outward expressions of affection and kindness and compassion to the most nuanced, true acceptance, seeing, being seen, the light tenderness, the deep commitment and fierce resolve also of love. You know, there's so many iterations and versions, but I think they get to all exist and we get to be a container for it all if we choose to be.
0: I can't even respond to that because <laughs> my heart is That's taking time to receive it. Oh, that is so beautiful. That's nice. You know, I always say that like feeling seen and heard is so important in the way we relate to each other, like really being seen. And I know for me, when I'm oftentimes in conflict with a partner, it, most of the time that's in there.
1: Yeah,
0: Like it's, that's part of it. And I'll even say that sometimes with Nick and I, like, like he's like, why are you like responding like this or what's going on? I'm like, I know exactly what's going on. I'm not feeling seen and heard, you know, like, and, and it doesn't necessarily, you know, it could be if he like maybe forgets something or doesn't remember something I said the way I said it. And so which I do often. Yeah. And which is, you know, that's, it's okay. And it's what we realize realized after a while. What I realized was like, it's not about like, Oh, you have to remember things. It's not about that. Or it's not about the external stuff. It's about the internal of, needing to feel seen and heard to feel
2: safe. (laughs) Mm. I read a quote recently, which relates to that. It's like, learn to feel the difference between being heard and being understood.
0: Yes. Yeah. Can you speak
2: to that? Like what that means to you? It feels like being heard, there's a reluctance of someone to step out of their experience and just objectively absorb what you're saying. And the understanding I think comes from that letting go of position and really just being a clear, open space to be
1: curious about what's going on with you. Be an open hand, yo. Be wow. an open hand. Be water. <laughs> just yeah. receive. Like, oh, let me ask some questions about that thing. I think like I've been doing that more so in the last few years. Like rather than like, judging, just getting curious, like, let me ask some questions. So, like, le- why does that pop up for you? How does this mm-hmm. thing work for you? Like, I just want to get it, get it understanding. I mean, yes, understanding is great, and human beings love to understand things, but it's just like, eh, let me also have some compassion in this space and also offer that first and foremost. Like, outside of everything, I feel like In terms of a lot of conflicts that happen in the world, people are trying to race and like grab this understanding and like, I don't get that. So I don't want that thing to exist around me. And it's just like, no, all these things can exist. I can exist. You can exist. We're just looking for seats at the table and this table is like expandable. It's malleable. Like it's just be open, thoughtful, caring.
2: Right. And your existence and the existence of whatever's happening to you doesn't threaten my existence. And I think that's often the breakdown between nations or people. It's like, oh, there can only be one understanding that rules here, which is not true. No. It's
0: It's not happening. (laughs) Like there's many things coexisting at the same time. We're already doing it. We're already coexisting.
2: Yeah.
0: It's happening. And so can it happen with more grace?
2: Right. Ooh, you said the word. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right? Like... Just can there be grace in that what is literally already happening? We're all here with our own, with different opinions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And can we just let that be?
1: For some people, no. Some people <laughs> are they like, you can tell someone your story. Like, I want to walk the streets and not, you know, be in fear of my life. And then be like, mm, no, that's not happening. That's not happening for me, so I can't relate to that thing you just said. It's like what?
0: Well, can we have compassion and grace in that too? Because there's trauma there, yeah. right?
1: There's being told,
2: or something. There's something, or the fragility, or the lack of like, yes, oh yes, willingness to, yeah, occupy one's role in the human fabric
0: while also feeling the frustration of not coming back to what we started with, being seen in that, because that can be really hurtful. Yeah, and frustrating.
1: Absolutely, you
0: know, when you want to be understood in that way.
1: Yeah, and some people probably fight so hard to be understood and seen that they they're blinded by that like that journey, that road. You're just like, this is all I see. My blinders are on. I'm aiming for this one thing, and I must I must achieve it. And anything else will be a distraction in that space. Yeah. I'm just coming to that realization now. It's like, Ooh. Ooh, learning in real time, learning in real time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> My favorite. It's messy as fuck, but
1: it's always oh. worth the journey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can just see that like a bumper stick.
0: Yeah that's what's going on this week. Mm-hmm. Oh Mercury God. retrograde is, so it's Mercury retrograde right now. It's probably not when you're listening to this, but <laughs> kick <keep it laughs> our <laughs> beauties. <laughs> yeah, it'll come, it'll look good. While, once it's recorded, sometimes it does that and it never comes through. So yeah, yeah. it'll be.
1: <laughs> so retrograde does affect like electronics. And it also, I mean, in terms of
0: communication,
1: like, we are like batteries, mm-hmm. you know, it's like yeah. going off constantly. So it, it makes sense that it, it would affect us and, and bring us to the surface. And this week has definitely been trying for, for sure. Just being stretched.
2: Right. Ooh. Where like all your spiritual practices are like, all right, round one. <laughs> <laughs> what have you learned? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm really good when I'm by myself. Isn't that enough? <laughs> I don't know what to do. wise. Is.
0: That, I love that voice. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we could we could get into that, right? The spiritual practices. And I mean, do I want to go down this this path about this? <laughs> Why not? We hear. Yeah,
1: well, we we literally know. went, like, hard within the first three minutes. Like, we did. We, there was so much, like, anxiousness <laughs> in the beginning. That was just like, so in three minutes? I thought we were talking for, like, 15, 20. Go. So,
0: yeah. Well, I just, you know, with spirituality, I have spiritual practices. Nina, I know you have spiritual practices. And when I've been, well, I guess about over two years ago now, three years ago, I started practicing authentic Tantra and really have since done a deep dive with some different kind of plant medicines, like lots of stuff, Mm -hmm. which that I'm not going to, I'm not ready to talk about yet,
2: but I will say. Can I ask a question? before we dive in like authentic tantra, if you had to like wrap that up in like a explanation of what that is, I'm so curious.
0: Oh yeah, we can talk about that. So we actually have had a a couple different practitioners on the show, the founder we had on the show, Davy Ward, but yeah, authentic tantra, it's an umbrella kind of for lineage-based Tibetan tantra. So it's a lineage-based practice and authentic tantra is a holistic trauma-informed practice that is rooted in this lineage-based Tibetan contra, Tibetan Buddhism, that's rooted into a five-elemental system. And so that's really, in a nutshell, what it is. It's holistic and it's trauma-informed. And yeah, that's the work that I do with clients. And so when I, you know, started kind of down that path and then therapy and then like deeper work even beyond that it's interesting my relationship with my spiritual practices in some ways i started to dismantle some of it (laughs) like the parts that i mean spiritual bypassing is definitely a thing i mean i've been in spiritual worlds for 19 years now and so there's that right there's this understanding that like oh I'm spiritual, so (laughs) that doesn't apply to me, or I'm spiritual, I don't see color, we are all one, you know, like these things that kind of negate people's experiences and can actually be harmful, right? Which, let me clarify, oftentimes is in white spiritual communities where stuff like this tends to happen. And I've been privy to a lot of that over the years, teaching yoga and facilitating and whatnot. And my experience now with spirituality is very different it's a lot simpler it's like you know this idea of being always needing to be happy or you know that like when you're finally healed then you'll be happy like that's bullshit <laughs> in a lot of ways mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> there is no end to like this journey
0: <laughs> i feel that i feel that emotion in my heart when you just said thank you for saying that you know like it's pain and grief and like confusion and anger and even rage, like all of that is part of it. Like that should be at the table. You know, speaking of being at the table, like that is part of being a human. We are humans.
2: You know, and I have to say that in so many of those communities that you talk about, like these spiritual communities that are, are very white centric, there's a lot of talk about like, we are all one. We are all, their unity is our ultimate you know, aim and our, our predisposition and the piece that gets me is like, well, if we are all one, and we are all a human family, how can we not be feeling for the part of our family that is still in bondage, that is not free, that is suffering, you know, like it's, it's very convenient to skip over that part. And so to your point, like when you become more, I think, embodied in these spiritual practices, your empathy expands and your awareness at the true interconnectedness of how we are all experiencing this continuum and all of us deserve the privileges and the freedoms and the the peace and the the privilege of peace. That's exactly
0: it. Like that's everything you just said. Like I, part of the, I said the elemental systems, right? And there's fire, there's earth, there's space, there's air and there's water, right? And space. I remember when I did space, there's these different like properties of the the elements and the property, um, the quality, which is how kind of it transforms your life, integrates into life is openness. And I remember the first, like when I started doing that element, it was, I felt horrible because I felt the pain Mm -hmm. of the world in my body in a way that i was not expecting because i mean these meditations are believed to be 17,000 years old right it's it they're rooted in li- lineage they're you know transmitted like they're we've taken care to really honor them and so i remember i mean it's exactly what you were saying the the empathy grew but first i really needed to you know, I don't feel like that anymore when I, when I practice it, but I did it for a while because, and it, that's just what it felt like. And yes, you know, there was a narrative in that, but like, that's was my experience of like, Oh my God, this is the heaviness. You know, and this was 2020 when this was, when this was happening. Oh, wow. So, you know, and I was, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, and I'm glad for it because a wh- for a while I realized that I, for, for purposes of my own trauma and and healing and all of that couldn't open completely to a lot of what was going on, like fully. And so to be able to do that also is a privilege in some ways, you know, as I acknowledge that and, and I'm glad for it because it's important to be able to bear witness to other people's pain and suffering.
1: I've had moments Within the last like five years, like really, it's like, a cathartic moment of just being like, Oh, the ancestors, dog, what? Like, it's just, like <laughs> feeling that weight in my body, and just being like, Damn, <laughs> like warriors pushing through, like, st- and still, like you know, finding that light and still finding that joy and still making cool shit and having that shit extracted from us and still, like, you know, existing. I'm just, ugh, like I just get you know, I well up and I fill up, and it's just like. I'm here and I'm like an idea and a vision that like my ancestors just ha- can never imagine. So I'm just like, let me step into the space and be thankful for this body. I'm be thankful for, for the, the privileges that I have in this moment. And I try to carry that in my work. I try to carry that when I interact with people and people typically ex- experience that side of me all the time. But when it comes to like, like darker side, I mean being sad or like upset, it really uh people are just like, whoa, <laughs> like what's Nick, I'm not used to the side of you coming out. And I'm just like, well, it's a part of me. Like just I mean we even had these moments within our mm-hmm. relationship where like Brit ha- ha- receives me in a very certain way and sees me as like her her darling and like the funny guy. And like but when I'm like sad and somber it's just like whoa. It's
0: harder to hold space for it. Yeah. And I need to. Yeah. That's also a little bit of that Gemini spirit. <laughs>
1: I'll let, it, I'll let it.
2: I'll allow I'll, it. <laughs> I'll allow it. The full it. spectrum. The full spectrum
1: of love. The and full of spectrum. And we, all, we, we all have it though. We all have right. that, like, those moments and those times when we need to take breaks. Absolutely. Like, like in, in terms of like your life and your existence, like do you find this happens within your relationships? Like you know, romantic, non-romantic, like. How does it affect you? How, do you, how does this play for you?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I just want to acknowledge both of you for, I just, I love the level of realness you're coming with and like the humanness. <laughs> so thank you for that invitation to do the same. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you. And sharing. And I was like kind of welling up when you were talking about like the ancestry because it's, you know, you speak it and it's so alive and it's so alive and like the dreams that they could have never had, but also like maybe a spark that they did. And like, if, if we are that spark, like what is our divine responsibility and like and how much power do we have within us to carry out like the spark that we imagine for our to 10 12 20 lineages ahead of us you know so not to diverge or too much off of the question you ask me, but like the things that come up in being able to hold it. And, uh, you know, there was a, between me and my partner recently, we got into a, a tense conversational dynamic. It, it uh, you know, we really had to step back and recognize that two things were happening. Like one was the content of what we were at odds about, but then another was just understanding how we handle conflict and what our bodies do, what our body language does, what our words start to turn into. And as hard as it is in those moments to keep a curious lens combined with the perspective of, like, okay, this is showing us something. There is something that will sprout from this. We can't, like, we don't have to see this as a dead moment, a breakdown moment. This can be something that is serving our growth. And so let's do our best to find that and learn one another better, which I hope to always do. I don't ever want to know my partner, you know, I don't know if I could ever be known. So therefore like it's a continuous discovery.
0: And as you discover each other, you more fully discover yourself. Precisely. Big old, beautiful mirror. (laughs)
2: You know, and in this moment particularly, we both have this propensity in the midst of conflict to like run. Me physically, it's like, I'm just gonna go and take some space. And then with with her, it's just like she's there, but like inside, just like shut down and just not really responding. So we're both ran, like we're both not in the building, but we're both there. And it's like, okay, this is interesting. We have this in common. Okay. Now What can we learn about this and how can we fight this natural kind of, uh, you would call it a trauma response or a fight or flight, like fear response and stay and not stay in like the dyad, but like find the triangulated solution between this, these two sides right now.
1: Mm -hmm. It seems like also people, couples and human beings that are linked living together, being romantic in any form, it just at times are... Like, these battles, like, to win, in argument, to, to, like, I need to be on top of, yeah, but in all reality, it's like, if someone's winning and someone's losing, like, that, that is... Y'all are both losing. Yes, you are both losing. <laughs> well, oh, Everyone's well. losing. Uh, yeah. Cause, <laughs> cause that's not the purpose of this moment. The purpose is to grow and to grow into a new, you know, space within your relationship. That never ends. Like, it never ends. No. And people will get married and think about, oh, this is the space this will live in for forever and this will exist and I'll be, I'll be great. And then when that shit happens, you're just like, oh, I thought you were going to stay the same. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, <was just>
2: like, <laughs> I thought that change, it was inevitable, quote, didn't apply to us and you <laughs> or our relationship.
1: <laughs> Here, Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and it's like, no, you've got to breathe into this shit, do that, do that work. And uh, yeah sometimes like you know like your partner may be, may be doing a heavier lifting and the other partner may, may be behind and i can connect with that within our relationship and that happening like we're in that space and it's just like in how you uh, acclimate and adjust to that and show up like not only for yourself but for your partner is it's it's just really important and yeah like i'm not gonna walk away mm-hmm. <laughs> based off because we've had like some like a handful of hard, hard intense moments and mm-hmm. it's just I love the way that we, we re-engage and reconnect. And sometimes it's like, yeah, you go and go to bed, mad, And then you gonna wake up in the morning and you'll re-talk <laughs> about it. Cause like, in some like wedding vows, it's like, don't ever go to bed angry. And this is like, yeah, go to bed angry. It's Rest. three
2: o'clock. This may not get solved tonight. <laughs> exactly. And i tired.
1: <laughs> like- <laughs> we are spinning our wheels. We are spinning our wheels and nothing's coming out of this moment.
2: That
0: happens, you know, I think, I see this with couples that I work with, clients, there's this, oh, it's almost like an obsession, you know, it's an obsession to complete, to find some resolve, but like the way in which it's going about it is, you know, there's a lot of power dynamics in relationships Mm -hmm. a lot of times. And, you know, when we bring, for me, always what resonates is the need for safety. And I see that a lot in the way, you know, people relate to each other. And, you know, I'm all about NVC, nonviolent communication, like that kind of understanding, right? And so it's, you know, it's the feeling, it's the need, and then it's the strategy to meet the need. And it's like, most people focus like on the strategy. It's like, well, what, like, I need you to do this. I need you to meet this. I need you to, and it's like, well, there's lots of different ways to meet that.
2: Like, what do you need right and keep it the self like focused instead of the other focused
0: yeah you know it's like what really because there's lots of different ways to meet a need there's Mm -hmm. lots of different strategies and i've talked about this before and i but like i think coming back to that idea of control you know it's i think it's a lot to do with control and wanting to feel in control or be in control absolutely um because that warrants safety and i think when i you know I was exploring this for myself for a while. And I finally realized like most of my needs, if I drill down, a lot of them comes to safety. You know, it's like, oh, what do I really need? Oh, I need to feel safe.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, who can really help me to feel safe? Like, how did I get that need met? Oh, by myself, so- Like, not by myself, but like, I'm really the one that can resource that. I can ask for help. I can ask for support. But ultimately, you know, and really, this goes into our theme of this of this: how do we navigate self love, loving ourselves, and and being in partnership?
2: Right,
1: right. This really,
0: like, this is a good a good segue into that.
1: I like what you did there. Right, I like what you did. I was like, "Oh, I can that do it! I can do it!" Like, that was good.
2: Smooth <laughs> landing. <laughs> you can now take off your seatbelts. We have
1: arrived. I think
0: we try to outsource a lot of our our needs when we're in partnership. Yeah. And then I guess the question is, you know, like if we're doing that, how do we then serve ourselves? Like how, like what does self love look like in in partnership?
2: Oh my god! Mm. Gosh, I mean that's such a wonderful question that I don't even know if I have the right to say. Well, you know, here's how you do it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting experience. for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to what doing, how Step one. Step, Step two. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Step one. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> there's something I think the preparation to be in that kind of dynamic, it takes a firm loving and knowing of thyself, but releasing of thy ego. So you're not tied to the identity that has to prove itself, that has to win, that has to dominate in any way, be right to your point, Nick. And that's an approach to life in general, right? Like if you're not coming from a place as like, you know, and I will say toxic ego, you know, like that has to stake a claim and to has to have some sort of loss for someone else to feel like a one or a victory for one's soul. So if you practice that enough with your relationship with life, I do believe that starts to just seep into your partnership because there's nothing in you that ever wants to put them lower than you. Your deepest desire is just to see them and, and experience them and flourish, you know, thrive. Even in the midst of conflict, you want there to be resolution, not so you can win, but so that they're nervous system and equilibrium and emotional state is at a place of harmony aligned with yours. You know, I think the self-love piece too, you know, that inner critic or, you know, the traumatic experiences that we have can create that harshness inside. So it's, we create that win-lose paradigm within ourselves. We're doing great. We're winning. We may know maybe we're not having the best day we're losing, but how do we shift that narrative internally. So there's always a baseline of like, you know, you're doing okay. Sometimes your best is better, but you're still doing okay today. Hold it all a little lighter. I think that goes back
0: to like what we were saying about the healing, like this idea of what healing is and being healed. And for a while I had this thought that, okay, well, I'll do this, I'll do that. And I'll be cured or I'll be healed. You know, my trauma or of you know, the way I respond to it or my attachment style or all of these things. And, and I have created huge shifts in the way that I show up in the way that I relate in the way that I ask for what I need, like all of those things. And I still have moments where that's not happening, <laughs> you know, <laughs> put it, just put it that way. It's not happening. You right? mean to where... tell
2: me you have these human moments where you're not completely perfect in and it. In it. <laughs> I might have to end this podcast. I thought I was talking to <laughs> fully in my yeah. yeah. Are you telling me you're a human being? What?
0: You're a human being. What? I thought you were on a pedestal. Oh goddamn, you're off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's a yeah. Four yeah. minus four. That's out out of the bag.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's bringing, he's bringing in some uh,
1: the arbitrary scoring of a, scoring on, on <laughs> Harry Potter. Potter. <laughs> 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 ten points, door Ten points, Gryffindor. Ten points, <laughs> <laughs> Gryffindor. Ten points. Gryffindor. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing here? What are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, this is Sorry. the same place for me. I I leave the school in tethered every single year, bro. <laughs> this is the same place. I don't trust you anymore, Dumbledore. I don't trust you. <laughs> wow, we're going on a Harry Potter I really- real. <laughs> <laughs> Just for to few like, we're, there. we're there, we're there, we're there, we're there. Sorting hat is ready to go. That's my jam. I'm like, you know, Hufflepuff all day, get it.
2: Mm.
1: He's a Hufflepuff.
0: Mm. That's like we're human beings. I remember my therapist had said that, like, look at you being so human. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> like, and then there's the ego of like thinking that you're not, you know, that yeah. you're, but you know, and even with clients, though, it's like, oh, I thought I was over that. I thought I, and, and it's a valid point and I get it. And I have so much compassion for that in myself and others of like, I worked my ass off on that. I talked about it. I felt about it. I integrated it. Yeah. I embodied it. I danced it out. I taught like, like, why is it still coming up? And it's like, well, like sometimes that happens. Can we have acceptance? Mm-hmm. And I say that like with just this relief, you know, this like.
1: I felt it too. It was like,
0: Yeah. Yeah, That nervous system release. Mm -hmm. Can we have that acceptance of wherever we are in the moment and love ourselves as a result? To me, that acceptance is the deepest moment opportunity to love ourselves is that I am angry or I am feeling such pain today, or I'm feeling so excited. And, and, oh, I, I, I finally, you know, for someone like it has been having trouble getting out of bed, I can get out of bed today. I can do this. And then maybe a couple of days later, it's different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as someone who's kind of recently been on a journey of really doing a deep dive into trauma, you know, there was moments where I was like, oh God, my energy level, is it ever going to come back? Like, is it, am I ever going like, to feel like I have that drive like, and that, uh, you know, that part of myself. Yes. Colorator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, and then it comes back, and I'm like, yes. Oh, I feel aligned. I feel like connected. And I'm like, and then something happens, and I'm like, oh, okay. You know? right. <laughs> Damn it. <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's like literally that is life
1: waves. That is life. It's all waves. <laughs> like crashing small ones, big ones, tiny ones, like massive dips. And then like high <laughs> highs are just like, I wish I could bottle and <laughs> the fuck up and just sip it every now and then. Like, Got it. I'm back. Let's do this. Put it away. Let's, let's dance. Like I'm ready to go. But uh, that hell works. that's not the reality. I mean, what if we didn't have that? What kind of human, like, will we, what would be like the defining, you know, us as human beings in, per, in general? Like, mm-hmm. wh- would we grow or we evolve yeah. in any way, shape, or form? You're boring. Yeah, go ahead.
2: Well, you know, to that question, I think often, you know, if our souls h- signed up for the Earth experience to have the waves, like in other galaxies and other places, they may not have the game of waves. It may be Legos. It may be quantum fields. Like, here <laughs> is the wave game. You want the full spectrum. You want the high, the low, the dark, the light, you know, the fire, the Ice that like, okay, here, you get it all. That's what you came here
1: for. That's, that's yeah, that's signed up for, man.
2: <laughs> you know? and, and to your point too, that the bounce back, that's the one piece that i found that is like really something to give ourselves like grace around, because you know, as someone that I, I struggled with a eating disorder for over 10 years, I was bulimic, and every time I would get triggered or I would feel like a trauma response, my reaction was to just binge on food. And so, you know, that's, it's been about seven years since I've even engaged in that behavior. But I realize, like now, to your point, Brittany, the same things come up. It's not like I've healed them and eradicated them from my life, but my bounce back time, what used to take me out for 48 hours, now it could be like five minutes sometimes. Now it can be two seconds. Now it could be maybe half a day you know, and it's not engaging in the behaviors that set me up for long-term suffering. It's more of like the short-term, okay, let me wade through these waves, navigate these waves, but also still want to treat myself like a friend and not harm myself. Let me love myself through that process. Through that process. Yeah. Like you said, can you exercise love in those moments? And sometimes exercising love is just not causing harm.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah,
2: That
0: no, I think that is so important <laughs> that you said that because I think oh, I, I'm just like I'm really feeling. Both that. of us are like
1: um, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> because
0: because the idea of love, right, is oftentimes like giving love, giving, and to so when we're talking about ourselves. I think that can be an overwhelming concept for some people.
2: Right. It's a huge jump.
0: Yeah. Like a jump. Yeah. It's like, well, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. And self-love, you know, and like these self-care and stuff, like because we say it so much, it can get like watered down, but it's so relevant and needed and important. And so that piece, sometimes that's not doing harm. I think that that's almost easier to grab onto Like, it makes sense. It's like, oh, I don't, okay. Like, what does it mean to love myself in this moment? Like, I hate myself in this moment. And I'm, you know, like, and I'm this moment, I'm not talking about myself. I'm just talking about a voice, but like, you know, I hate myself in this moment or don't like myself in this moment. Okay. So how do I love myself in this moment? What if it's, I just don't do harm to myself in this moment. What if I just what does that look like? Okay. Maybe that looks like not saying I hate myself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Maybe that's starting there, you know, like, okay. Or maybe it's, okay, I don't want to do harm. So I'm not going to do this thing that I do that, you know, engaging in that doesn't actually make me feel good. I'm going to take a nap or take a walk. Those things feel good, you know? And then, yeah.
1: Don't it's a different call, approach. Like, don't call yourself stupid. How about I not call myself stupid in this moment? And I just admit, yeah. I, made, I made a mistake. I'll be in traffic and I'll just be like, oh, motherfucker. Mother and I'm like, wait, calm down. They're just driving this way because it's it's all right. <laughs> no, stupid. No, no, no actually no. Not. No. No, 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 they're not. <laughs> <laughs> That's a human being. That is someone's child. Oh, <laughs> my God. Yeah. I
2: don't, I- i always try to think, I'm like, okay, if that was my grandma right now, I'd be pissed if someone was yelling yeah. at her. Exactly. <laughs> Nina, don't be that person that you pissed at
1: right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I try to bring that up to myself. Even with the mm. people that I, got, that I don't like, I'm just like, oh, you are one of the most annoying beings in the entire world, but you were a baby <laughs> at one point. You were a baby <laughs> and you are the way you are because mm, you just missed some marks, man. This is like, why are you being so nasty? Like, love, me, love people kind Mm. yeah but you were a baby yes like any any situation i'm just like oh that was someone's baby like come on i'm so sorry you're in the space that you are in like i hope you work it out i hope they work it out like what can you do i don't know it's like i want you want to try to uh, the idea of wanting to save everyone like it's just this is not a healthy space to I will agree with that. To it.
0: Not how it
1: No, but I mean, hopefully like- But like, accept everyone is different. Accepting everyone's different and also like accepting yourself where you're at and being present with that. The you know, relationship to them. Yes. can may, Could maybe, you know, rope them in to that, that space. Possibly, maybe, who knows. Right. Like existing
2: as the demonstration rather than like trying to coerce
1: or manipulate or control. hmm mm-hmm. Yeah, this, uh, that's just not a- a way that that's vibrated with me. Anything that anything that I'm drawn to that helps me want to evolve typically is it happens in that space where people are it's just a authenticity like that someone comes forth with that like draws you in. And some people it just doesn't doesn't pop for you. I mean, not everyone's going to no, like that's okay. you. That's all right. And not everyone's going to like you. And everyone's going to, you know, be into the things that you're into or, you know, receive something in the way you're, you're packaging it. But yeah, the authenticity is really important to
2: me. Mm. To this point, my favorite spiritual... Like one of my most influential spiritual teachers is Eckhart Tolle. Like if you ever watch an interview of him or, you know, to see his little like chuckle and his (laughs) otherworldly like energy, like there's nothing uh, in him that is like, you should, this is the way it's just like, I'm offering this. And my whole being is delighted by what I'm offering now. <laughs> if you want this delight, listen. If not, all right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like oh, okay, yeah, he, yeah. he's onto something. <laughs> I
1: think. you. I hear He's real chill, real chill and casual. Yeah, I like this
0: guy. <laughs> oh, he, yeah, he's. <laughs> I always, the one of his, the, my favorite quotes of his is your outer purpose is how you show up in the world, right? How you support, how you give back, whatever that is, right? But your inner purpose is presence. Like, that's it. Your uh, inner purpose is presence.
1: I'll take two servants of that. Place.
0: Like, <laughs> which leads you to your outer purpose, right? Yeah. Just be present. There's so much
2: productivity in that. Wow. Oh, I like that you said that, that. I haven't there's so much productivity in being present that like flips like these like toxic capitalistic systems on its ass, right? Yes. Yeah. It's like let go of the preoccupation. That's so good. I love that. I've never heard that there's so much productivity
1: in being present. The outside world with this topic and us talking about like self-care, self-self-love. There's just so many competing outlets and like <sighs> Just like, I don't know, energies, gravities, orbits that exist around us that like just draw us in or, you know, like, I don't know. It's just, there's just so many negative things that, that are on the outside that we have to weed through. And then you think about those moments when, you're like, when you when you were a kid and like you just had that simplistic ass pleasure, just like... Being in dirt or playing <laughs> with a stick and then you grow up and life starts coming in and then like, you know, a little bit of self-doubt comes in and then like, you know, you're made fun of in class while you're reading something, which actually happened to me and like made me got me so in my head when it comes to like reading aloud that I ne- that I, I shrink when it comes to those moments. To this day in this podcast in general too it's, it, a big, it's a big deal for me to even be reading anything out <laughs> like, especially on the air wow
2: I would never know that so cheers to the work you've done to show up thank you, know. you.
0: yeah this is a big edge for you oh. beyond to do this you've never done anything like this
1: before I'm not accustomed to expressing myself or reading anything out loud but uh it's just these things stick with you and they, they kind of root themselves into you know who you become and it's just a situation of like pulling those weeds and, you know, g- becoming a tree person, like getting those roots, being in the trunk, having those leaves and having those li- limbs that like, exist, you know, in a way that feels good to you. And you're just constantly like nur- nurturing this being, this person. Who is, who is that, you? Is you. <laughs> that is you. That is you.
2: Oh, I love that. I love that visualization. Yeah. Like really nurturing the roots. And I know Brittany, your work at trauma, it's like the, the hurt people hurt people. It's almost like a cliche phrase, right? In that space of expression, it's like suppressed people, oppress.
1: Oh, mm-hmm.
2: I think about you know, people that either got made fun of when they were reading or singing or doing something out loud. It's like something in that person felt uncomfortable because you're doing the thing that they haven't given themselves permission to do. So their natural reaction is to shut you down as a projection of how shut down they are. And it's like, oh no, I'm going to give you that right back. Uh-huh. That was, <laughs> never mind <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna like, take this out of my suitcase and let's say that soon
0: yeah like no thank you and not okay. only, you know that's where boundaries come in right yeah, yeah and when we talk I feel like when we talk about self love
1: boundaries, boundaries
0: is definitely in that conversation there's so many different definitions of boundary love mm-hmm. you know Brene Brown always says like what does she say she's like boundaries are just like what is or isn't okay for me Mm-hmm. like that's it. <laughs> like so simple open chat and then there's other ones boundaries are me telling you like how to relate to me mm-hmm. you know like how like and somebody else said something like boundary of self is like boundary is how far I can go without betraying myself? Mm. Oh, I love that That one. That right? One. I love that. I was like, "Oh yes!" Yeah. Because
2: wow, I'm gonna write
0: that down. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, who try. said that? Corey. They are on um. They're on Instagram. They wrote a post about that, mm. and that's a good one. It was really good, and because th- they said the difference between like rules and boundaries and like something else. But yeah, and I think that so when we think about self betrayal as to need to please someone or because we don't want to disappoint someone or because we're just caught up in their energy. Even we don't even realize it. And we're just kind of sucked into mm-hmm. to that vibration, especially in romantic relationships, sexual relationships. Like you're having sex a lot of times with people and yes. how you think that you're not in some way tangled in their energy. Like you are mm-hmm. like, it can't not be <laughs> literally. You know my shamanic healer when I years ago I worked with had said every person that you have you know sex with you know I've expanded my definition of sex way beyond something that is penetrative right and right. I think in that you create a bond accord she said mm-hmm. right with and I was like oh damn <laughs> <laughs> you know like people. <laughs> you know and so but you know like it's just this idea that when we have those tangles sometimes mm-hmm. it can be hard to stay true like, to what we need because we might not even know mm-hmm. you know when those things clash it's like what do I need is my need your need yeah wait a second <laughs> <laughs> that's why like going back to that self-love that like, taking time for ourselves is so important when in
2: relationship what do I like? What is delighting me? What is my boundary? What does feel like a betrayal? What is my deepest joy, my deepest pleasure? What lights me up from the inside? Like, you know, if you're not familiar with the the answers are to those questions, it's so hard to have a healthy relationship. Yes.
0: (laughs) That is so good. I mean, I think people, write that down, people.
1: (laughs) Ask yourself these questions. <laughs> yeah, work that shit out.
2: The paradigm of like finding somebody, going out there looking for somebody. It's like so much of it is like just clearing out your shit and getting out of your own way and knowing yourself, so you're creating that vibrational magnet, magnetic field for that person to see your antenna, feel your force, and find you in the miraculous ways that the universe aligns people like there's no finding going to find somebody that's just such an antiquated idea it's like hunter gatherer like
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. i will go i will find this person they will be mine i
1: had a vision of like some like some rock a club and just like, <laughs> like yeah, look at her what, throwing <laughs> arrow something <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why this isn't working out. I, I'm doing what they told me to do socially. I'm going with the social conditionings. I don't get it. I'm like, no, no, step back, step back.
0: Yeah. I think that, you know, there's this thing going around. that's like, you can only, if you, what is it? You need to love yourself first before you can love someone else. And I don't, there's some people that, are, that push against that and they're like, no, that's not true. I have both sides of that. Like,
2: mm-hmm. mm, oh, this is a good conversation piece. Yes. Yes. Keep going. You need to love yourself
0: before you can love someone else. That's not necessarily true. You are always worthy of being in a relationship and of being loved. Because I think that's what, where it gets tangled, you know. And uh Chichi Luna has spoken about this, saying like some of their most powerful healing moments was in relationship. It's like, yes, we can heal in relationship. And no, you don't necessarily have to love yourself in order to be in a relationship, However, there are things that allow relationships to flow (laughs) and to be more effective in, you know, when you're in that, right? And so, and for me, coming back to this idea of needing to resource safety outside of myself, well, that actually doesn't work ever. I need to do that for myself. And so, yes, I learned to do that within relationship. But I think that that's a big one, this
2: idea that, like, you are always worthy of love. It doesn't matter hard stuff. Right. And that beautiful learning container that a relationship is to your point, like, you know, one of my most heartbreaking relationships brought me to the door of self love because I was finally shown that like, oh, my cup is actually pretty empty. Oh, all the needing, the neediness and the, you know, the pangs of jealousy and the clinging, like that's all because I'm not full of my own love. But we were in dating for over two years. And it was at the end of that where I was kind of like brought to my knees and brought to a different level of work that I needed to do, that I got to do that I wouldn't have found maybe without that relationship. And so yeah, bless all forms of relationship. They'll show us a mirror of where we are and we can choose to dive in and up level or bow out and do our work solo, but they're such a catalyst.
1: All valid. In all their forms, no matter how long or short they are.
2: Yeah. Not
0: a relationship doesn't have to last forever for it to be a success, nope. Nope. as Dan Savage likes to say. <laughs>
1: oh, Dan. I love Dan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so this feels like a good moment to pivot <sighs> to our questions. Our keep, I, I
1: keep on talking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we could talk forever. <laughs> okay. So we're going to feel like we should go with some of the deeper ones for Nina because I feel like... They will be
2: (laughs) (laughs) well-received. Bring it. Let's go.
1: (laughs) When do you feel most vulnerable?
2: I'll speak from recent experience. When I've tiptoed into a space that I know is not like my truth, but I'm in the presence of someone I love or partnership. And then I really just let the walls, like any ego walls, any separation walls come down from noticing that. And so when I'm having a about face with myself in the presence of someone else, it's difficult, but it's a very raw space of being seen in like, I don't like to call it mess, but just in the, um, in the experience of melting down elements of separation when there's nothing more to cling to.
1: Here I am. I'm chasing that shit, chasing it <laughs> for real.
2: What is romance for you? <laughs> oh, um, you know, I have a Libra Sun and so romance and like Venus and Scorpio, and like that love romance is just it's a very deep corded thread of like what? Brings real joy and invigoration to my spirit and like creativity to my mind and like turn on to my body. So, romance to me feels like expanding time, almost stepping out of time and really reveling in tenderness. I guess there's like a slowed pace to exchanges whether they be verbal whether they be physical whether it be you know feeding a bite of food to somebody there's just a slowness a slow element that feels very aligned with romance to me that i love Oh,
1: that's beautiful it's okay. like poetry yo.
2: oh
0: yeah Everything that Nina has said so far has felt like poetry to my.
2: You guys have great questions. Great questions. I'm loving (laughs) them.
1: Next one. What's one thing you're struggling with?
2: Not falling prey to the traps of like productivity driven, like capitalistic aims, while also welcoming in wild abundance. Mm -hmm. Oh, (laughs) failure. It's like both are true and both like finding that equilibrium point where I don't feel like I'm betraying like my moral fibers and participating in a system that I feel like is inherently parasitic and extractive and welcoming in every resourceful, nourishing, energetic to carry my work forward and affect lives and be in service and of service. I still struggle with that
0: if there was a food that could give you an orgasm or does give you an orgasm, what would it be? Pussy.
1: <laughs> that, shit, that shit was ever. laser. You were just like, I'm going to say the first thing. I'm going to say the first thing.
0: <laughs> that was so good.
1: Oh, my God. That's good. i
0: <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I was like, "Yes, yes. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> well,
2: that's quite it's delicious. <laughs> <be>. <laughs> so, think it's about true. when I'm eating it, I get really turned on.
1: <laughs> Ooh, preaching it, yes. Okay. <laughs> if you could have a superpower, he loves this question. I do. What would it be?
2: Ooh, you know, I feel like I have a superpower. And I feel like it is like radical listening mm. mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm not using it all the time. If I, you know, my enlightened self uses it all the time, but my human self like remembers that it is a superpower and uses it as often as possible.
0: I love that. And I could feel that here.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: The ones where the interviews where Nick and I share a lot, I feel like that's happening. That person is a radical listener.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Does that make
2: sense? Like where we feel that opening to. Oh, I love that. I love that. It's my always hope to like not be like crowding the space with my own shit all the time. You know, it's like. Open it up. I don't know you. I'm not going to learn anything if I'm just talking about myself. <laughs> <laughs> but when you drop those
1: moments, it's oh, just like <laughs> yeah, yeah, like in the tone, in which you deliver yeah, this information. Like, it's so like great. Your tone is very just like relaxing. It's just like mm, word. Read me a book, please. <laughs> <laughs> like it could be cat in a hat, green edge. I do not want
0: green edge. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. This is true. This
0: is true. Harry Potter, well now I've that's also got your
1: Some Shell Silverstein or something. There we
0: go. Ooh, there was
2: <laughs> Shell I fuck with Shell. Mm-hmm. I fuck with Shell. That's my dog. <laughs> Under the agreement that I'll read a book if you read a book. We, we
1: all are going to read about circles. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. You're pushing the edges. Thank you. Pushing the edges. Oh, that was good. That was good, Nina. <laughs> I me- I immediately felt the heat rise. This oh. was like, I, I was like, I'm going to read about, okay. <laughs> you don't got to, but you get to. I get to? Yeah. Ooh. Okay, Nina. i see what you're doing. I like it. I like it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll do. It. If you could have a sexual experience anywhere in the whole world, and we always like the, like, you know, fantasy stuff too, that doesn't have to be real, like whatever you want, what would be your,
2: your, your spot? I've never had a sexual exchange, like under a waterfall, but there's something, and I don't know where this waterfall is yet, but like the, the rushing water, like intertwined with like very passionate physicality feels really good. Right now, so I'm sure it would feel really good in person.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. I was literally. like, oh, I see that waterfall. Yeah.
2: yeah. No, fresh, like... It was
0: literally it would be f <laughs> <laughs> you pun. <did. laughs> That, that was really funny Is my
1: favorite. That was so- <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about it. I was thinking That's about my it.
0: My favorite. That's usually what I do because I'm not like smooth enough to to pun on purpose. My best friend is is she puns on purpose all the time. Yeah, <laughs> get you a best friend like that. Yeah, yeah get you a best friend that knows how to pun. <laughs>
1: your life is sad that, that sentence in general just sounds funny I got a friend that puns a lot I got a- <laughs> she puns yeah she, pun all she day, puns all day long she puns I don't understand you
2: <laughs> <laughs> punting so
1: much you pun too much you
0: pun too much such thing. I do mean too much. <laughs> oh, you know, this has been Friendship. so fresh. This has been so beautiful nice. and deep and connected. And thank you so much just for your presence.
2: Thank you for the same. Thank you for your incredible questions and, like I said, just your openness and your willingness to be raw and human and enlightened and all of it is like very refreshing and very enjoyable.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. So, Nina,
0: what do you have going on right now that people, because I feel like people are going to be like, how do I find out? We're oh, going to tell you all the socials, people. But for now, like, what's going on? I know you have a new song coming out soon. I, well, at this point, it'll probably already be out. But
2: what do you want to share? You know, my, one of my joys and passions is working with people one-on-one to activate their voice, whether it's like speaking more into their desires, singing, just expressing their truth and getting more comfortable, getting a comfortable relationship with their voice. I love holding space for that and guiding people on that journey. And I always say, I'm not like teaching anyone anything. I'm just highlighting or helping someone remove any blocks that Obstruct the flow that was there when they were a kid. That's still there right now.
0: And so we're going to give you all the ways to reach out to Nina if you want to explore that and okay. and listen to her music. Nina has such a gorgeous voice, and your music is just like sometimes you'll pop on Instagram and you'll sing something, and I'm like, how does she know? <laughs> 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 what? Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking today, or what I needed. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. That's my biggest so, hope. Yeah, it's, it's, it's totally. Something. So follow, you know, on Instagram and get that. Like, get those wisdom
1: nuggets. <laughs> wisdom nuggets. <laughs>
0: That's what they are. To shit. Dip them in ranch. I'm <laughs> gonna turn
1: a little bite. I'm gonna go with a honey mustard on mine. A little honey mustard. Okay, honey
0: mustard. <laughs> What's your response, Brittany? Cheese, 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 cheese. <laughs> cheese. Like a whiz. Give me a whiz. Give me a whiz. Whiz, whiz and nuggets and some cheese whiz. Uh, Wisdom. Oh, uh, see oh, no, I, did, it. I, did it. I accidentally paused. Wisdom. Wisdom. And with that, there is no more to say on this podcast. Wow.
1: Nina's great. I told you.
0: You would love <laughs> Nina. Nina's great. Well, wow. So. I really still need to speak to the fact that we ended on an accidental pun. That made, like, my whole week. You guys, I had no idea what I was saying. Like, the fact that we were talking about that yeah. and then it happened, and I had no idea it was happening. That's
1: beautiful. Nina's
0: just like, <laughs> uh, a whistle, I was like, what? Uh, what are you talking about? And I know that's, like, a silly thing, but it, it felt that felt like the whole thing of our, of our whole conversation. Like, the, oh, like the, it just felt v- so aligned and connected. Mm. I feel like I would say something and like Nina would reiterate it or speak to it. And it was just like,
1: yes, rocking her, just rocking her, her superpower,
0: her rock and her superpower
2: mm-hmm.
0: of radical listening. I mean, when, as soon as she said that, I was like, yes, you, like, I felt that yeah. so deeply. And as someone who, it's so important to feel seen and heard,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and yeah. sometimes struggles with like wanting my partners to give me empathy. Yeah. I think that even just that conversation, it was really fulfilling for me.
1: Yeah. It's why we do this podcast. I mean, outside yeah. of the fact, you know, it's just uh, connecting with human beings that just have uh, gravity and uh, yeah. I like to them. That's it. Open and shut. And then sharing
0: sharing that with you all
1: and being in conversation, and being shit. in
0: conversation. yeah. And I think that's why, you know, when this, when we first started, I was so like, when we put the first episode out, it was like, oh my God, and it has to do well in this and this and this. And now I'm just like, you know what, like I'm getting so much from this. And I know that those who listen get a lot from it. And yeah, like, I hope that it grows and more people reach. Cause I think this is really valuable what we're doing. And yeah. I know it is, you know, and I, I get that feedback, mm-hmm. but I've really let go of it needing to do something other than this.
1: I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Come from you, actually. Yeah. Seriously. seriously. Yeah. <laughs> because in terms of, uh, for, for me, like, I get the want and desire for that. I completely sure. understand that. But it, it feels, my heart connects more with the content and whomever, you know, yeah. wraps onto it and mm-hmm. gets something out of it. It's a necessary thing that needs to exist within this Current world that we're living in. Mm-hmm. Just to be in conversation and to be, have a non judgmental space where this mm-hmm. exists. And also to hear people kind of acknowledging their flaws and, you know, celebrating their joy and having really awesome, powerful information to share. So, yeah, be kind to yourselves and mm-hmm. be kind to others. That's it. That's it. Thank
0: you so much for listening. Follow Nina. At Nina Gray XO on both Instagram and Twitter. And Gray is spelled G-R A E. And then check out her website at Nina Gray, G R A E.com. Follow me at sexually underscore liberated on Instagram. And check out my website at com. And we're on Twitter now. Follow us at K Table Podcast.
1: Follow me at Nick Anthony Photo on Instagram and check out my website at NickAnthony.com. That's A-N-T-O-N-Y. There is no H. Editing by knots Music by Greta Hotmer. And like, subscribe, and
0: follow this podcast. Please leave us a review. Five stars if you're feeling extra generous. It really does help. And share this podcast with someone who might benefit
1: from it. Help us spread the kitchen table love.
0: Until next time.